Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia, and each week we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week, we're going to be talking about something that you may have been a part of. You may have been uh, the aggressor or the aggressed upon, but odds are good, at some point in your life, you've been part of a chase. So we're going to talk about famous chases, and we'll see what we know about that. Uh, We have two uh, brand new guests this week and one fabulous returning guest. So we'll start with the returning guest. She is a, uh, a goddess and quiz mistress. She's also uh, worked in, in healthcare and, and medicine. She's just an all-around good person. It's Andrea King. Andrea, welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me back. It's nice to be here. Of course. Of course. I'm like semi more retired from geeks and switched to cybersecurity. So, you know. Wow. What a, I mean, a very smart pivot because cybersecurity is kind of the future, I think, uh, in all things. Yeah. Somebody's got to keep those robots from murdering us all. Yeah. Keep them from doing that. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Listener Andrea was rolling her eyes in a way that would indicate that she's probably actually a robot and is intent on murdering us all. How's it like working over there, Andrea? You enjoying it over there? Uh, our our other two guests, they're they're both co-founders of the brand new Denver Trivia League, a uh, a competing entity to the aforementioned geeks who drink. But there's room, there's room enough for everyone. We just all want to have a couple of drinks, talk about things we know, and uh, and and flex the knowledge that often goes untapped in modern living. So our first guest is. Julio Trujillo. Julio, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Nate. Yeah, good to be here. And uh, so what what sort of prompted uh, you to kind of get into this whole Denver Trivia League thing? Well, geez. Um, so my business partner here, Derek, and I, we have been longtime trivia, Denver Trivia players, uh, you know, playing not actually just each drink, but that's, there's actually been, always been a lot of different companies, a lot of different people doing trivia in Denver. Um, you know, that's kind of the dominant company maybe for a while, but, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different trivia happening in, in town and, and Derek and I have played most of it, um, I would say. And so, uh, you know, uh, you know, we kind of thought like, Hey, we could do this, this is something that, you know, um, there's, uh, a market for maybe a different type of trivia, maybe a little, you know, more knowledge base instead of kind of some of the, the, um, as one of our players said one time, um, Riddle-like trivia that is sometimes uh, with a lot of the uh, some of the other companies, you know. Um, sure. But uh, and also, I think you know the pandemic happened, and I think that's time to reset generally. And it's like kind of just like, hey, everything is closed, everything has to reopen. It's a good time for there to be some new players um, kind of coming in to do these kind of things. And um, uh, and then I also uh, was on a uh, a game show um, called The Chase, which is maybe where we're getting this theme from. Um, and I uh, wanted to spend money, so that was uh, enabled me to uh, quit my job and and also kind of invest in my company um, and uh, kind of do this more full time. And so that's what I did. Yeah. Right on, right on. So, and you mentioned Derek, and Derek, Derek, what's your last name? I'm so sorry oh, I didn't ask Prokoff. earlier. I'm Derek Prokoff. Well, Derek Prokoff, welcome to the show. You're co-founder of Denver Trivia League. Thank you, Nate. Yes, I am. Good to be here. And uh, so what prompted you to do it? Is it is it just this kind of mutual like, hey, we really love playing and why not why not dip our toes in in running a, a system of our own? 
yeah, I, I always felt that I could bring something different to writing trivia than the other pre-existing games. And uh, I talked to Julio about that about two months before. Um, I, so in, this was like December 2019 is when we first started talking about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Everybody had really good ideas right before the oh, pandemic yeah. started. And it was like, oh, shit, <laughs> everything's over. <laughs> Something happened that kind of... Uh, delayed our start i forget what it was but uh it was something uh and uh uh we just started up a couple months ago now and uh it's uh it's been really fun so far actually great great yeah i mean i I, i'm really interested i'm gonna have to stop in and check out one of your one of your games because one of the things that i think is interesting like the reason the reason I uh, sort of glommed on to geeks initially was because the other options in pub trivia were these sort of like, it's eight total questions. Everybody has like an hour per question and you just, it, it wasn't really interesting. It wasn't fast paced and there wasn't anything sort of clever about it. It sounds to me like what, what you all are doing is a little more of a down to the roots, like let's just ask questions and not as much of let's gimmick up this situation as much as possible to make it kind of a, a, a winding maze to get from what are you asking me for to to what I'm supposed to write down, which That's I think is interesting. True. We, we wanted non, as non-gimmicky of trivia as possible. Yeah. And I still think it's pretty fast-paced. We still have six rounds, 10 questions, so it's a decent you know amount of questions you're getting per night. Um, and uh, we also try to make it very competitive. We have a... Uh, a Jeopardy round, we call it, where um, you can actually lose points on the final round. Um, Very good. I, I would threaten to cut off someone's hand, but losing points is just as good. Um, so it kind of makes it a little bit like, you know, throws it all up in the air at the end, kind of, you know, in a fun way, I think. And um, and yeah, our eventual goal, um, we haven't, we've done this at one of our venues only so far, but we're wanting to do this more is, um, and we're not the first ones to have this idea, but, um, you know, very similar to like a, a bowling league, actually have like, Oh, actual league where you know we're keeping track of scores week after week after week from different teams and then having a, a league finals um, that's a real that's a real good idea because that's i think that's the one thing that like you know uh, honestly it, it never mattered in geek bowls for for my teams like we were always going to finish somewhere in the middle of the pack because there's only like three teams in the country that are going to be actually exactly, for yeah. the top but the idea that you would have like a tournament bracket and maybe i don't know you have multiple different tiered tournaments and people have incentive to be like, well, I'm the best of the third tier. And that's still good, yeah. right? Yeah. Like nobody, like you still want to win like the triple the A championship, even though you're not playing major league baseball, you're still happy to be the best team that did that. Exactly. So, yeah. So there's a lot there. That's, that's great. Very cool. Well, welcome all three of you to the show. Let's hop into the opening question. We've all been part of a chase in a car, on a playground, and elsewhere. So what I want each of you to do is tell me about a chase that you have experienced. And Julio, this is kind of a gimme for you to talk about your experience, but we're going to start with Andrea. Andrea, chases that you've experienced. All right, I'm on this. First, I went to elementary school with a kid named Chase. Oh, shit. Right, Chase Anderson. He was Also, there. who didn't in our generation, though? I feel like <laughs> Chase became a name that was big for... for Early millennials or mid millennials. I don't know what we are. I don't know how old I am. I think the term is actually geriatric millennials, which oh, is yeah. <laughs> probably coined by a Gen Z. Yeah. 
yeah. or boomer. I mean, we take it from either, you know, either side. So we are. We're taking it from all sides. It's terrible. It's hard yeah. to be here. But please go ahead. Um, and then uh, so in high school, a bunch of us were hanging out because we were on an ultimate frisbee team. We were pretty good. And uh, we were in Zoe's neighborhood hanging out at the end of her street. And all of a sudden we hear a ton of cop cars. Like it had to be every single cop in Jefferson County. So uh, we're like, what, what's going on? And out of nowhere comes this dude on a motorcycle with like the sweetest mullet and like a leather vest and like no shirt and these ripped up jeans and sunglasses and he goes, ah, and like throws the rock symbol and takes off past us. And we're like, what? And like, then all the cops come by and Zoe had a shortcut in her neighborhood. So we went into like the little green belt and all we saw was like the cops car, the cop cars had stopped and there was like one motorcycle tread through a puddle. And we're like, wonder where that guy went. It was pretty epic. We took a picture with the motorcycle puddle tread. It, that, that's amazing. It's almost like the, the plot to the movie, The Wraith, <laughs> that was not a good movie and also featured a car and not a motorcycle. But still the idea that someone could be just randomly disappearing after tearing through town. I think that's exciting. Wow, very, that's a great story. Uh, let, let's go to let's go to Julio. Julio, tell me about a chase you've been a part of. Mm, there's one that comes to mind more recently. Uh, I can also talk about the time I was chased by a cop on a top of a uh, parking lot, but we'll go that one later. Um, well, yeah, no, I was on um, a game show called Chase, and uh, I was chased by none other than Brad Rutter, who is the winningest game show contestant of all time. Um, won the most money of anyone. And uh, yeah, um, I had to actually beat this person in trivia and somehow did. So that was pretty exciting. Um, yeah, we had to um, uh, go head to head against him. So I had to um, answer questions about uh, the spotted dick test. Um, that was actually the one that I got right that he got wrong. I knew mm -hmm. that the spotted or the, the dick test, sorry, just dick test rather. The dick <laughs> test, uh, uh, test for um, scarlet fever, and he, he didn't know that. He thought it was mumps, I believe. So, oh, so my wow. knowledge of the dick test is how I was over overcame the terrible um, uh, Brad Rudder in, in trivia. So, um, and also I think I knew about um, what else I know about bra sizes. I think I knew about that and uh, questions, but but yeah, I did get one wrong about uh, the uh, sandwich that. Uh, uh, Meg Ryan's character, um, Sally, eats in the orgasm scene in Harry Met Sally. Got oh, that one yeah. wrong. So I was worried for a moment. I was like, is he going to get me? And because I thought it was uh, um, a, uh, I think a ham on rye, and it was actually a uh, uh, turkey melt. Oh, it was a turkey melt. See, I was going to say it was on rye, too. So that there must yeah, be yeah. some sort of Mandela effect thing happening. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, apparently it was a turkey melt. And uh, yeah, I got that one wrong. But yeah, I ended up. Uh, beating him and um, with my teammates on the chase, we ended up uh, winning actually $400,000 collectively. Um, and uh, we were for a moment, the uh, highest team uh, total in, in the show. Um, but then someone actually just beat us in this like last season. So, but good for them. Yeah. yeah I mean, but that was the last season. That's not really real. Like True, it, yeah. we all know the chase jumped the shark shortly after you were on. Too much was, uh, I, was, I was the hype. And, yeah. Yeah. Everything's just been in decline since then. Um, did you, uh, did you go out to drinks with, uh, with Brad Rutter and like talk oh, it out? Did you get to yeah. hug it out or anything? Well, yeah, it was actually uh, taped during in strict COVID protocols, like last November. Um, so we actually had to be quarantined at our hotel. Uh, we wow. had tested, um, like before we got, like before the flight, we got tested. The moment we got to LA, like the first thing we did when we got to the plane was like immediately go get tested for COVID. And then we had to, uh, 
wait at the hotel for our results and then um we couldn't leave um we had we got like uh, um a per diem so we could order food from like the hotel restaurant because otherwise we couldn't even eat you know really so um and yeah so it was like pretty kind of pretty intense it was very weird to like be on a tv show during covid times so it was like very like you know strict rules and everything and um and uh they had people like you know um transport us everywhere so we had to like you know it was like only two people were allowed in each van and there was like everything was like taped off and there was like a big x where you had to sit and then another x where the other person could sit and you had to always like be like apart from each other and we only were allowed to have our masks off when we were actually on the on the show um so the moment we were like off stage we had to put a big mask on and actually advisor as well so yeah it was all very strict um, did they acknowledge the pandemic at all on the show I don't think or was so. Was it sort of like, hey, we're going to syndicate this shit so we can't, this can't have a timestamp on it, which is totally fair. Yeah, I don't think there was anything about the pandemic on okay. the show itself. Yeah. I don't think so. So, yeah. I find that interesting because, um, like, there's only one TV show that I can think of that I've watched recently, like, and it's, and it's Law and Order SVU, which they went head on into. We're in a pandemic for like five episodes total where people are kind of partially sometimes wearing masks or taking their temperatures, but then they're all very definitely maskless and talking right up in each other's faces and in small, you know, interrogation rooms. It's just interesting to me how TV works that, that we would have this thing going on where the content can't reflect it at all, but no content yeah. seems to reflect it. So. Yeah. Well, we, we were, we did replace Grey's Anatomy and it was the uh, cliffhanger episode we, where Meredith Grey had COVID and it was in the hospital and what was going to happen Here's eight weeks of the chase instead. They'll find wow. out when it, when it comes back. In the, well, yeah. She, they're either coming back for a 30-second season or she dies. I don't know. Pretty much, yeah. And either one is probably fine. Uh, <laughs> it's Derek, Derek, any chases you've been a part of? Tell us about them. I mean, my, mine isn't as good as Andrea or Julio, to be afraid to see you. But um, uh, I, after moving, so I moved to Denver five years ago. And for most of that time, prior to starting Denver Trivia League, I worked as a pizza delivery driver. And uh, part of the reason I did that was to study music uh, while I was working. Uh, nice. It was uh, fairly uh, mentally non-taxing. I've been studying for Jeopardy as well for that entire time. And uh, I needed a job that was... Uh, uh, yeah, mentally fairly easy, and um, also it allowed me to study music. And uh, right on. I uh, I got cut off one night while delivering pizzas and uh, honked my horn at the car that cut me off. And uh, yeah, they they decided to follow me around for a little while. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, I was I wasn't happy about it. Uh, I eventually got back to the store, and then they just drove off. But yeah, that was that. That was the only time I really remember being chased over any significant distance. I feel like you undersold that a little bit because that's really harrowing. I mean, I, I've had a couple of times where like on the highway, you just do something and somebody doesn't like and suddenly they decide like, oh, no, I'm not let, I'm not going to let you change lanes or whatever. Right. Yeah. People in cars doing crazy shit is terrifying, no matter what, no matter when it happens. So. I don't think you should undersell the the impact of that. That's that's a hell of a chase. Quick, well, thank you for understanding, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> Quick public service announcement for anybody who is chased in a situation like that. Um, pro tip: drive to the police station or fire department. Like, just honk your horn and pull up. 
that was something they taught us in high school because there was a whole thing with some guy impersonating a cop and that's yeah that's good advice because we should like i mean you know there are flaws with police obviously but uh you know uh great job all three of you on the opening question i am giving andrea and derek three points each because andrea witnessed what could be a ghost cool guy at one point in her life and derek was really assaulted um and, and julio two points because you won a lot of money so your chase was really cool but You've already got you already got a win out of that. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. Um, so we're gonna hop into round number one, and we will start with Derek. Derek, do you have a vague idea about Chase Utley? Um, yes, I do. He's a second base for the Philadelphia Phillies. He is very good. Anything else you want to add? Um, he, I believe, made a guest appearance on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Great. Very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, Julio, anything to add about Chase Utley? No, no, I don't know nothing about Chase Utley whatsoever. <laughs> nothing at all? I've heard that name now. Um, but yeah, that's about it. My sports knowledge is, is very lacking, I would have to say. So. Andrea, anything to add about Chase Utley? Always Sunny is a great show. It sure <laughs> is. It sure is. Is that the episode where they're like tailgating and Charlie goes as uh, the, the green guy? The green man? Yeah, the green man. Is that the episode? I, it might be. Um, I'm, I'm looking. I think it's the one after the uh, when they're in court after the Phillies won the World Series, like the World Series defense. I believe that's what. That is that is the one, Derek. Well done. Makes a lot more sense. Well yeah. done. Yeah, I mean, uh, other things you could have added is that Chase Utley is is just he's a handsome guy, and uh, people were thirsting <laughs> after him. I assume you know just based on the name. I mean, the, the thing is with baseball players, though, you don't always know. And he, he's just like, know Chase. Is, this is fair. Chases do tend to be attractive. They are good-looking dudes, usually. You know, so. it's, it's, it's unfair, but it is how it is. That's, it's just science. Uh, so great job on, on Chase Utley. Derek, three points. And I'm going to give Andrea and Julio one point each. Fair. Yeah. And uh, now we'll jump to round number two. So Julio, do you have a vague idea about Chevy Chase? Uh, yeah, he was one of the uh, very first uh, uh, SNL cast members. Chevy Chase is also the name of one of uh, Washington, D.C.'s suburbs in Maryland. Um, I don't know if they're related to each other. I don't think so. But uh, um, And uh, he was also on uh, luxurious movie career, you know, Fletcher and uh, National Lampoon Vacation movies. And um, he also was in the sitcom uh, community more recently. Apparently, he was kind of a uh, jerk in that show, and he was mm-hmm. fired uh, halfway through. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, many things about Chevy Chase. All right, great. Uh, Andrea, anything you'd like to add about Chevy Chase? Uh, huge fan of the National Lampoon's movies, especially, is it, who is it, the ant they strapped to the roof? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moments that and Cousin Eddie. And then, um, yeah, we're going to have fun, fun, fun until our heads explode. I love, I love that. Taking Chris Farley hostage. But uh, let's see. I've also heard that he's a huge jerk. I don't think it started with the show community. It sounds like he kind of has a, a long history of getting kicked <laughs> off of things and out of shows and yeah, maybe out of a few houses. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, he, what he lacks in, you know, class, he makes up for in hilarity. And I always thought he was kind of cute when I was a kid. I was like, I don't know, dad, weird dad feelings. He's a, he's a handsome guy, right? Yeah. He's a handsome guy. And it was a time when comedy was like, I just look like myself, but I'm Gerald Ford and I fell down. 
and that's it. Like that's the joke. That's weird. Yeah, there 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 do seem to be a lot of stories about him uh, just not getting along with people in general. I I had recently read something about how he like Bill Murray basically was like, "Hey, fuck you." And they almost got in a fist fight right before his hosting gig when he came back to SNL after the year that he left. Uh, it's it's great stuff. Uh Derek, anything to add about Chevy Chase? Well, besides the fact that I so even if he is kind of a jerk, uh, I loved Chevy Chase as a kid. I loved Fletch. I loved Kenny Shack. I loved uh, um, National Lampoons. But uh, something that I thought was interesting about Chevy Chase when I learned it was he is from like serious old school, like a uh, wasp family in New York. Like I believe one of his uh, ancestors, <clears throat> like going back maybe pre-American Revolution, was a mayor of New York. But he's like definitely of that elite upper crust. And even if he is a jerk, I kind of respect it when people uh, who don't have to work like seek out uh, excellence. Um, uh, so I, I guess that would be the nicest thing I can say about Chevy Chase. Great. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't have to, but he did anyway. He yeah. gave us the gifts he's given us, even though some of them were like, oh, cool. Socks that I don't like. Yeah, he could have just retired on a trust fund if he had just like Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I mean, honestly, uh, uh, what I will say is that I would 100% take Chevy Chase over Tucker Carlson. If we could put one of them back. Easy trade. Easy trade. <laughs> yeah, if one of them could have just sat in the trust fund money and stopped pretending like they do anything at all. Wow. Yeah, very good. Yeah, uh, you, you hit it all. I mean, you got... Uh, his parents were both like very well-educated people who worked, you know, his dad was a Princeton educated Manhattan book editor, SNL community, lots of different stuff. Um, he's been in a ton of movies that were flops and he is notoriously difficult to work with, but it's kind of like, I don't, I, I've always wondered, is it just his shtick? Like his, cause he's difficult to work with, but I wonder if he's kind of like a Daniel day Lewis where he's just always like, I'm just always going to be a smarmy asshole. Like my comedy is that, so I'm just going to be that all the time. Or maybe he has no gears. Maybe he's never acted at all. And he's just always being Chevy Chase. And this is one of those things where it's like, hey, we like this guy. I don't know. It's good stuff. Uh, great job. I'm going to give Andrea and Derek three points each and Julio four points. And so we're going to jump into our first game. This game is on-screen chases. So I am going to vaguely describe a chase that occurred in a film, and you need to tell me the film in which it appeared. So we're going to start with Andrea. Andrea, number one, the police escorting Harvey Dent through Gotham City. What movie did that chase scene appear in? It was a Batman. It sure was. <laughs> do, you, do you know which one? <laughs> um, is it a Christian Bale Batman? It is, yep. Very right. good. Doing great. Harvey Dent was like, was that Two-Face? He, he was Two-Face, yeah. Yeah, in Two-Face. Wasn't put, he like, before he was Two-Face, he was kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing? Like, he was kind of a nice guy? He was. He was the the sort of uh, district attorney savior of Gotham City. That's such a bummer. I feel really bad for that dude. I know. It, it's a tragic situation. <laughs> All right, that's what I know. That's what you got? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll jump over Julio uh, for, uh, for a point. Can you name the movie? Well, it's, it's Dark Knight. Very good. Very good. It was The Dark Knight. And uh, Julio, question number two. 
leaping over a Louisiana sheriff's squad car in a speedboat. What movie did that occur in? Ooh. Um, sheriff. Seems like this would be in some place in Louisiana. <clears throat> you know this, I think, don't you? Uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like what I'm getting is like that that Simpsons spinoff. It was like Ralph Wiggum or uh, Chief Wiggum where he goes to New Orleans and like... Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of, but that's not right. I think it's maybe based off of that. He's dealing with Big Daddy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Miami Vice, it's not it. But. Okay. Uh, Derek, do you want to – you 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 know what the answer is? Uh, I got to guess. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm going to go – it's been about 20 years since I've seen it, but I'm going to go with Smokey and the Bandit. Okay. Smokey and the Bandit is a very good guess. Andrea? I have Halle Berry. Okay. Uh, it, I was going for Live and Let Die, the James Bond movie. I, that was that was my second. I I thought it might be James Bond, but I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, James Bond famously leaps a speedboat over a sheriff's car. Uh, all right, Derek, number three, a big rig pursues a motorcycle down the L.A. River. Oh, that's uh, Terminator Two: Judgment Day. You are correct. Very good. Yeah, yeah. One of those great moments when you realize the L.A. River is just a, a cement culvert with very little water in it. Yeah, oh, because... like Cherry Creek? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More water than, than L.A. River. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, the Platte and Cherry Creek are doing way better. And we're all, we're all screwed because water, very limited resource. Uh, okay, number four, Andrea. Rival gang members play chicken on the streets of post-World War III Neo-Tokyo. All I can think about is Tokyo Drift. And I know that's not right because that's not in the dystopian future. That was like the early 2000s. <laughs> it's sort of in the dystopian past because they keep messing with the timeline in the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not It's not Tokyo Drift. Uh, uh, is it? It's not. Okay, I have no idea. Gang members. I mean, that's not like the Optimus Prime um, client. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was a Transformers movie. I'd be way down for that. Uh, it, it is not. It is not. Um, I, what I, the only the only hint I can give you is it is it's an anime classic. And I think Julio knows because he nodded in a knowing way. I know. I'm like, it's not Cowboy Bebop. It's not. But I'm going to give you a point for saying Cowboy Bebop because I that's a good show. I love that show. Uh, <laughs> Julio, do you do you know the answer? Rival gang Akira. members. Yeah. It is it is Akira. And You're absolutely correct. Weird fact about Akira. Akira actually had uh, in the timeline of Akira, the Tokyo Olympics were taking place in 2020, which is actually when when they were supposed to take place. Them, exactly. Yes. Holy shit! All right, you're gonna get an extra point for that factoid. Also, because I'm just terrified at our uh, the sort of collective consciousness being able to predict things that sort of happen between the Cubs winning the World Series. Um, in Back to the Future, or the Marlins. It was one or the other. Two. Back to the Future 2. Yeah, Back to the Future 2. And then this. Uh, we, we know a little bit too much about what's going to happen to ourselves. Uh, so, Julio, you're, you're uh, up for number five. Roger Thornhill gets chased by a single-engine plane through rural Indiana. That's uh, uh, definitely North by Northwest. You are correct. Yep, that is North by Northwest. Very good. All right, Derek. <laughs> Derek, number six. This this is kind of a gimme. So, Andrea, I'm sorry Thank that you, you got the anime question. 
I, I didn't know how everything was going to roll. Uh, speaking of rolling, number six, a tumbling stone chases after a scruffy-looking archaeologist. Yeah, I think that would be Raiders of the Lost Ark. You are correct. Yeah, very good. Uh, great job on on-screen chases. So Julio got four points, and Andrea and Derek, you each got two points each. So just a little score check-in right now. Andrea, mm-hmm. Andrea has nine. Uh, Julio has 11. And Derek also has 11 points. It's a real, uh, it's a real race. It's a real chase. Come back, Andrea. I believe in you. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of game left. There's a lot of game left. We're we're jumping into round number three. And uh, and Julio, do you have a vague idea about Vinny Chase? Vinny Chase. Vinny Chase is the main character from Entourage, I think, right? That Adrian Grenier plays. Otherwise, I don't really know that much because I've never I've seen maybe like one episode. But I think that's correct. Yeah, I know that yeah. he uh, he stars as Aquaman in an alternative universe of Aquaman. I guess maybe it's not Jason Momoa. Yeah, very good. Those all that all that was absolutely correct. Derek, anything to add about Vinny Chase? No, I uh, I could only stomach about three or four episodes of Entourage, and then I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's an acquired taste kind of show. You sort of have to uh, you sort of have to turn your brain off and let it and let it happen to you. It's not bad. It's like a wave pool of just attractive people and totally stupid ideas. <laughs> Great. Uh, Andrea, anything to add about Vinny Chase? I saw my cousin Vinny, but I don't know Vinny Chase. That's a better thing than anything Vinny Chase is apart. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My cousin Vinny has uh, better actors and a better plot, mm-hmm. and it, it ends in a reasonable amount of time, so it's all good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Vinny Chase uh, came from Queens, New York, became a, a, an actor in LA and then the whole series of entourage uh, rides on him being the the center of the entourage in the title. So yeah, great job. Uh, Julio two points and Andrea and Derek get one point each. All right. Round number four, Derek, do you have a vague idea about Cordelia Chase? Where do I know that name from? Is that Buffy? It is Buffy, well done. Um, was that played by was that Julie Benz? Wasn't Julie Benz? No. All right, well, take a point away from me for for that shit. <laughs> oh no, I'm not taking points away from anybody about anything. <laughs> At this point, I want you to catch. I want you to catch Julie. That's about as much as I know. Okay. All right. Great. Great. Andrea, Cordelia, Cordelia Chase. Into my wheelhouse. Yes. So Cordelia Chase, she was on Buffy. She was like the the nemesis in the first few seasons, kind of like this privileged upper class looking down on on Buffy and her ragtag group of friends. Um, But by the end, they were pretty good friends. And then there is a spinoff called Angel. Weird, you know, Buffy hooked up with like this old vampire and there was nothing weird at the time about like a really old vampire and a high school student getting together. It was just really magical. It was pre me too, um, so we didn't talk about that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, Cordelia went to work for Angel in L.A., and that's where she really blossomed into a kind and and loving person. And I guess behind the scenes, Christina Carpenter, who played Cordelia, um, was pregnant when during Angel, and she had a lot of issues with Joss Whedon at the time. Like I guess they really butted heads, and he wasn't sure about keeping her on the show, and. Yeah, he was. I, yeah. I want to say it was either Vanity Fair or Rolling Stone had an article about it. Yeah, because um, 
yeah, I don't want to talk bad about Joss Whedon, but. Oh no. I mean, he's, he's definitely been revealed to be like a, not, not a good guy. Less than and a lot of that situation with Charisma Carpenter was that he was like, hey, well, what are you doing getting pregnant because you're on the show and you're you're ruining my show? And it's like, fuck you, dude. Like, people have lives and whatever. Like, clearly, um, if he was going to be a, a second coming of some sort of TV writing, he would be making more TV now. And he hasn't done a whole lot since he screwed up the Justice League movies. So I think that, yeah, he, he's OK to talk down about. Uh, very good. You. Well, you know, you, you got to treat people right. Like, there's no point. Why? Like, I don't understand. If I had an opportunity like that, if I was in a position where, like, an idea I had was something that someone was putting money behind to the extent that I had creative control and got to talk to people who act, I would not be a person who was like, you're, you're choosing to ruin my life. It's like, no, like, let's be real about this. One, it's a TV show. It's not real anyway. And two, uh, as a creative person, it's a challenge to write around the things people do in their lives. And if you don't think it is, then get the fuck out of the biz, man. Like, what are you doing? If you just want to write novels, write novels, because then you have complete control over existence. And that's lovely, but good luck marketing that the same way you can market a TV show or a film. So, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, Julio, anything to add about Cordelia Chase? I think they covered it pretty, pretty solid. I don't think I have anything more. All right. Okay, very good. I am going to give Andrea five points because we got we got into it. Very good. That was Derek, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, Derek one point and and Julio zero points. You passed, but you know, okay. hey, you are you are still uh, right in this game. The game's getting tight. It's getting real tight. Uh, we're gonna jump into our second game. It is time to play Fuck Mary Kill. Ooh. This week on Fuck Mary Kill, you get to choose between uh, two buildings. Well, one one company, one building. <laughs> And, uh, and a phrase or an idiom. So it's really exciting. Uh, so your first option is Chase Bank. Your second option is Chase Field. That is the baseball stadium where the Arizona Diamondbacks play. And then also the phrase, cut to the chase, which maybe uh, this episode would be shorter if I did that. Uh, so we'll start with Andrea. Andrea, which will you fuck, which will you marry, and which will you kill? I'm going to kill Chase Bank. Everyone join a credit union. Very good. Uh, I guess we'll keep Chase Field because hopefully the name will change in 10 years when there's a better company. And of course, we'll keep cut to the chase because, you know, idioms don't go anywhere. Plus, we really don't have time for this shit, right? Like, let's just get right to it. Very good. Okay. Julio, what do you think? Who are you going to fuck? Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to kill? I mean, I guess you can't kill all three. You're saying that's not, not all two. <laughs> yeah, you do. You got to pick. You got to put them in buckets. I'm sorry. I mean, I agree one percent with Chase Bank. I mean, Andrea, yeah, hit on the head with that one. Uh, Join credit union, you know, capitalist uh, bank is banks need to go right. So, um, uh, I would say uh, kill. So yeah, kill Chase. Um, I don't know about the other one. I guess you know, I like. I, I'll, I'll keep Chase as the name of a uh, uh, baseball field because you actually kind of. You know, it's sort of sporty. You're sort of chasing, chasing the scores. You're chasing the teams. You know, there's sort of like an element of like sports involved in that name. You know, so I think yeah. we can keep it. And then it's a very know, sort of English feel, right? Like Chase Field yeah. sounds almost like a soccer pitch. It does, yeah. It's very like, oh, let's go to the chase. You know, yeah. Um, and then you know, I'll, I'll fuck uh, cut to the chase because that's kind of how I do anyway. So you know, let's just kind of get to just get right to it. Let's just get exactly. right to it. Literally, like fucking is about getting right to it. So let's just do that. 
I, I, I'm down. I'm down. Great. Derek, what do you think? Who are you going to fuck? Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to kill? As unoriginal as it may be, I'm going to agree with both Andrea and Julio here. Um, but I've got one up on them on Chase Bank and why to kill that, because that's actually on my list of things to do next week is to cancel my Chase Bank account. Um, All right. Uh, that, uh, they, they charged me $12 last month, and that's totally unacceptable. And they can go fuck themselves. Uh, uh, I mean, the Arizona Diamondbacks can also go fuck themselves, but I like them better than Chase Bank. Yeah. So, uh, uh, we'll, we'll say um, uh, fuck them. And uh, I'll marry uh, the uh, cut to the chase because I hate long-winded explanations that uh, don't need to be. Great. So you really just technically hate this show entirely. <laughs> Because it's all um, long-winded explanations. No, I I love this show, but um, <laughs> I I uh, I enjoy a cut to the chase actually. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and I mean I I, I respect your uh, your desire to stand up against a, a banking conglomerate that doesn't care about you. They're gonna spend they're gonna spend that twelve dollars they charged you on like commercials and shit. They're not exactly. what I, I don't even what are they? Was it an activity charge? Was it an overdraft fee? What are they? What are I they didn't to have fifteen hundred dollars in my bank account at the end of the month. Imagine uh, someone not having fifteen hundred dollars after a pandemic year. Jesus Christ! What are I, you doing, Derek? I, exactly. How irresponsible! Thank you, thank you for understanding what an asshole I am. Oh no, for not, for not having fifteen hundred dollars. You know, the burn is really in that too big to fail kind of attitude of like, oh, I don't care about your house, your student loans, your family, your job, but we got to get bailed out. That, that's yeah. really what this Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, I, I think about think about anybody you've ever known who was too big to fail, and it's always like just a, a horrible person. You don't like that person. You don't like the person who can't like take a punch or just like go, oh, hey. It didn't work out. I have to start over or I know the value in the real things. Instead, it's just like, no, my lofty bullshit remains my lofty bullshit. And everybody else can. It's good. It's good. Great job on Fuck, Mary Kill. I'm going to give two points to Andrea and Julio. And I'm giving Derek three points because, Derek, you really, you really buried your soul there for us. And, and I thank believe you, that that's a good you. thing. And now, from the makers of Pomme ou Pomme de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing. And the only thing that's French about it is the name. <laughs> so, guests, the interminable motion of particles is just part of our slow but sure demise via entropy. Death stalks each of us at every turn. So I ask you, given the choice, would you rather try to outrun death or negotiate with it. And uh, Andrea, let's start with you. What do you think? Um, I'm definitely one to lean in. Well, just very Sheryl Sandberg about the whole thing. Yeah, you know, I'm just kind of lean in, listen. I'm sure, you know, I worked in uh, corporate compliance for a while. People saw me coming, they'd be like, no, run, don't fire me. And I'm like, I can't fire you. I don't have that power. All I can do is make suggestions. I wonder if death <laughs> kind of feels the same. Like, ah, I'm sorry, it's my job. I don't, it's nothing personal, you know, but uh yeah, I think Death and I would probably get along. Also, I like, you know, like a death time of your life, Neil Gaiman. So and I yeah. volunteered in hospice for a while and, you know, kind of helping somebody at that point in their life is really a cool experience. Uh, highly recommend, you know, doing a little bit of that end of life volunteering if anybody, anybody 
is up for it. It's a cool experience and definitely good to be there for somebody during that transition. Uh, yeah, so I'd probably negotiate, maybe hang out, do a, maybe a few nights hanging out at the bar, getting a drink or two, maybe coffee in the morning. I don't know how death rolls, but I'm about it. I, I feel like you've really set up like I'm going to get like death and I are going to get an Airbnb for the weekend and we're just going to fucking hang out. We're going to do a puzzle. We're probably going to rent some pay-per-view. See what happens with, with the time. I, I think that's great. How I live my life, you know, get to know people, have a good time, relax. And I guess that's how I'll die too. Yeah. I, well, Hey, if you, if, if, if you can relax, cause that seems to be the thing, right? Is that like just being able to relax into that ending is huge. There's a whole lot of anxiety knotted up in that. It's uh, it's horrible. Uh, Julio, what do you think? You gonna you gonna try to outrun death, or do you just want to negotiate with it, or 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 a third option like what Andrea went with? Yeah, I mean let let's build and head it right. You know, let's play some Chinese checkers, some backgammon, maybe some Twister. You know, just uh, all the games you could think of. And then you know, um, I'm I'm pretty good at games. You know, I enjoy game nights, and uh, why not try to do that with death and. Uh, you know, if I can beat it at, uh, you know, categories or, um, you know, cranium, then I feel like I can probably, you know, get out of death that way. Right? Yeah, right on. the movie, The Seventh Seal? Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Bring that up, actually. Yeah, Death in Pictionary sounds like kind of the best thing, right? That'd be fun, you know. You can know, realize he's a little bit of a morbid guesser. So, you know, he'll like, want to be like, everything's, you know, a dead dog, not just a dog. Right. Yeah. But you like draw, start drawing concepts. You go a little bit like uh, Kirk Van Houten on the Simpsons where you're drawing dignity in the shape of a yes. potato thing. And then death's just as dumbfounded as everybody else. Derek, what do you think? <laughs> so I, didn't, uh, I, I, uh, I think Julio for pointing it out. I didn't point, uh, I didn't figure out that uh, Bill and Ted was ripping off the seventh seal until just now. And I feel stupid about that. That being said, uh, I'll say I'm going to try to outrun it because um, every illustration of death that I've seen is a uh, bony Grim Reaper type. And I think without uh, padding on your feet, uh, it'd be hard to catch me, actually. Like, I'm, I'm middle-aged now. I'm not quite as fast as I used to be. But um, I, I've never seen anyone without uh, skin uh, nearly as fast as me. So I'm, I'm going to outrun that bitch. You, you have a coefficient of friction advantage, right? Like, bone That's- definitely has a lower mew than your skin does. Yeah. So you're, and, you're and getting muscles. traction generally. I have muscles on my legs, not big ones, but uh, better than bones. Yeah. Even if, even if there's an unholy power pushing death forward, uh, pretty much in every movie, anytime something creepy moves, it moves slowly and it hovers without moving, right? So you can assume that death will kind of clock its way across the screen, but you've got full-on sprint power so as long as you yeah you i mean know, i can i can run a 40 in under 20 seconds no doubt about it great you know, yeah her nikes, <laughs> her nikes is from shorts you know that's way better than that robe that's a tribute hazard oh man yeah plus you you've also got a lot of drag associated with that robe oh yeah imagine that there's a headwind you've got an instant advantage right there i mean i, I think that's great yeah uh, great job. I'm going to give Andrea and Derek three points each uh, because Andrea, I love just this whole idea of like just Netflix and chilling with death. You didn't say that exactly, but I, my, I went there and maybe that was wrong of me. So I apologize. Uh, and Derek, I love the idea that you just tried to outrun it. Julio two points because you're right. Like, I think you should play it out. That's what I would do. Honestly, like, I don't think I can outrun it. I would probably sit down and be like, Hey, let's, let's do 
something together. I'm going to prolong this activity. Maybe I'll just tell death a story. Seeing as how I think that people like to listen to me talk as it is per True. this podcast, I would just sit with death and be like, hey, <laughs> you want to hear it? Because let's let's play a trivia game, death. How do you feel about that? I mean, you have a great voice. I'm sure death, it would be soothing. You know, oh, I mean, hey, maybe I'd be lucky and I would get the bones reverberating at the proper frequency and then death would just be like, cool, I feel better. Sound healing therapy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right we're, we're gonna go into the final topic here um right now the scores are very interesting andrea has 20 points and julio and Derek have 18 points each so we're going into this final topic and it's really probably just going to decide everything i i have no idea what's going to happen here uh and this is a this is a weird one this is the weirdest one i picked probably uh so we'll just see where this goes it's gonna be a lot of fun we ready? Yeah, let's get weird. How, how do we right. feel? All right. So, uh, so Julio, we'll start with you. Do you have a vague idea about Chase from Paw Patrol? Is he the the one that's the uh, the the cop with the little like police officer guy? He is. You're correct. Yeah. That's about it. Then I think uh, I know he has brown fur, little cute cute little pup. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's very good. Derek, anything to add about Chase from Paw Patrol? I, I believe Chase is a German Shepherd. Uh, um, that's about all I can do. But okay. I, I, I feel good about it being German Shepherd. He he is. He's definitely a German Shepherd. Like it's a he's a cute little Wait, German Shepherd puppy. Is he is he definitely a German Shepherd? Or is he a Belgian Malinois? Oh man! I mean that's that's the kind of nuance that even as a dog lover, I I could not I couldn't separate it. I would say he's Dude, probably a German. What does do? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Andrea, anything to add about Chase from Paw Patrol? He seems very on brand. You know, if he's a police dog and maybe a German Shepherd and appears friendly, but, you know, German Shepherds can, can be very friendly and very scary. So good for them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it seems very on brand. Is is there a firefighter dog and is that dog a Dalmatian? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Paw Patrol has all sorts. I don't think there's like a mental health dog, but there might be, actually. Maybe like a golden retriever or a Labrador. I think it'd be like a little, like a small dog. It's like putting your, letting your lap to like relax. Like a support animal. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or St. Bernard and it's just got a bunch of wine and a barrel. Like, hey, you're oh, having yeah. problems, get your dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never seen it. I know some moms who... Uh, are into it as in it entertains my kid and no, I don't want to throw that birthday party. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Hey, as long as it's not a gender reveal party, am I right? Yikes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Seriously. Well, very good. Uh, okay. Chase from Paw Patrol is exactly what you've all described. He is a, a little German shepherd puppy. He is a police officer of a sort in the Paw Patrol. And, uh, and he just takes part in a bunch of different uh, Paw Patrolling style things. I really haven't ever watched the show. I kind of understand how kids TV works though. And it's, it's adorable, but probably not challenging in a, in a narrative state, in a, in a narrative way. Uh, it's pretty much just like the wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. What, what I wouldn't give for a wire for a full on wire Paw Patrol reboot where it's just like gritty as shit, just Baltimore. Let's get perspectives. I want the, I want the drug dogs. And the or drug cats, I don't know what we'd do. But the, the, the most interesting thing about Chase from Paw Patrol is that uh, during 2020, he became uh, part of a, uh, a sort of conservative 
outcry about the cancellation of police officers and media. And uh, Trump's last press secretary, Kelly McEnany, yeah. the liar du jour, presented the potential that Chase from Paw Patrol would be canceled by the liberal outrage of Black Lives Matter and defunding the police. Um, of course, Chase was not canceled. He, he, <laughs> I, they might have dialed his stories back a little bit, but honestly, like at some point, you do have to be real about telling kids like, hey, maybe if your friend is, uh, is stealing from a store, you don't want to call the police because the police might show up and kill your friend. You might instead <laughs> do something else. And that's not to say that there's, you know, that we don't need some sort of law enforcement. But uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think Chase from Paw Patrol's uh, really the uh, the martyr that some folks might have been looking for. So great job on the final topic. I'm going to give Derek two points, and I'm giving Julio two points. I'm going to give Andrea one point because that Dalmatian is adorable, and who doesn't love a Dalmatian? So that means that we have a final score. Andrea, you have won with 21 points. Crazy. I know. Is the key. <laughs> it's just all about knowing. I mean, it, honestly, like as I look through my score sheet, the lead change happens every every other round. It's it's crazy. I don't think I've ever had an episode quite like this. And I can say that as the person who arbitrarily assigns the points. So therefore, I don't know that it's really meaningful that the lead changes happen, but it makes it more exciting for everyone. And, uh, and Julio and Derek, it is appropriate that you're co-founders because you both scored 20 points, which means you both tied for second. And as Thank you me. know, from all of your trivia playing time, second is not a loss because, uh, you know, you'll get something. Now, not, not from this podcast. I'm not going to be able to send you uh, a bar tab or anything, but uh, I really do appreciate that you were both on the show. And, uh, and I thank you for playing. Oh, thank you, Nate. Yeah, thanks for having us, Nate. Yeah. So, so gentlemen, I, I would like to give you the opportunity to plug something. I assume you'd like to plug Denver Trivia League. If there's anything else you want to plug, let's, let's talk about it. I think that's it. Um, you know, one thing we're definitely trying to build is our uh, social media. So please follow us if you would like at Denver Trivia League on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, we do have seven venues a week and probably soon more. And so, yeah, come check us out. Um, we're at uh, a bunch of places all over town. Sure, there's one close to you if you live in Denver somewhere. So, yeah, we'd love to have you uh, see what we're all about and play some trivia and win some prizes. Great. Is there any? I mean, is there any sort of uh, any admission fee, anything like that? You just show up and you can do it. It's free. Um, you know, possibly down the line we'll have like our final, you know, league thing where we might have a, a small admission. But uh, right now it's just free. Um, you guys can come out and uh, and play. Um, you know, our uh, we have uh, trivia Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday nights currently um, multiple locations per night. And so, yeah, um, you can come check it out, uh, get some beers, enjoy some food um, in some other places and uh, play some fun trivia. Right on. So one of the things that happens often at bar trivia is, is just outlandishly offensive team names. Is that something that you encourage, discourage, or you're ambivalent about? Uh, we have a few, I think, outlandishly offensive team names. Um, I can't remember any, but yeah, there's been a few that have been like, oh, um yeah i mean i don't think we have a preference although there are a couple uh we did get uh, a little thing one of our venues is a little bit uh, it's in a uh, central park um oh yeah mm -hmm. which is a little bit of a family friendly area and so we actually had some questions about uh for example um rules of porn and um some other 
like adult kind of questions. Uh, we had a question about foreskin as well. And there were a couple of like, my child's listening to this. You know, sort of things. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we should be careful. Of That's fair. Yeah, they got to learn sometime, you know. So. Yeah, it's just, it's part of it. Like you either, hey, if you if you don't have any when you're aware of your life, then you know what happened to it because someone cut it off. Yeah. Uh, True. My, yeah. my question is, you know, there's there's the old joke about like, oh, it's not a forehead, that's a five head, but is there a five skin? Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. It landed as well as I wanted it to. Uh, yeah, Derek, do you want to plug anything? I mean, no, uh, Julio did it for us. Uh, uh, one of my favorite places that I'm currently hosting is Kawasaki Company, and that's a uh, an interesting location within Denver. It's something uh, totally different, so uh, it's something I recommend to anyone listening to this if they're in the Denver area to uh, check that place out. It, it's super cool, and they have uh, amazing sake and amazing sushi. And uh, yeah, oh. uh, that's uh, just a just a suggestion. Right on. No, that's great. I, I, I should check that out because I've I've heard of them several times. I don't think I've actually ever been. So that's good. It's a good plug for me. On Monday nights, Nate. Monday nights. Ooh, cool. Okay. I got to free up a Monday. Uh, Andrea, anything you would like to plug as the winner of this week's episode? Let me get my list. Um. All right. Bring it out. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a scroll and you're on. Unf- oh, wow. It's unfurling for miles. I have a lot of opinions and I'm happy to have this forum. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I guess first thing to plug is uh, let's socialize and normalize brunch quiz. As someone in their mid thirties, I don't wanna be out past 9 p.m. but I do wanna be somewhere with a mimosa at 10 a.m. quizzing. Okay. Yeah. We love to do it, yeah. Anybody that uh, listening to this, if you wanna do a brunch quiz, Denver Trivia League's your guys. I, I might, I might even think up that one. I'm all about the brunch quiz. Someday it'll have, I mean, it's, you know, brunch is successful. We've got like the drag queen bingo brunch yeah. every Saturday and Sunday anywhere in Colorado. What else do you need? So yeah, uh, brunch quiz. And then um, the weather is hot and inclement. So make sure that you're staying hydrated. If uh, you have pets, make sure they're staying hydrated. If you see a pet or anybody in trouble, help them out out even if you're not sure it's better to be a little awkward and embarrassed you know what is it Brene Brown says stay uh brave awkward and kind so be brave awkward and kind the best combination of things yeah it's important I like that yeah and we should because it's gonna be hot everybody take care of your dogs I'm tired of seeing people walk their dogs at like one in the afternoon on a hundred degree day that pavement is gonna do that then walk barefoot and see how you enjoy it exactly you got to do, you got to do the palm test. That's all I do now. Whenever I take rocket out, I go out, I kneel down, I put my hand on the sidewalk for as long as it takes for it to hurt or not hurt. And then I go, okay, we're cool. We're good to go. Or we're not. It's got to be thoughtful. Same. Animals, animals are better than us and we should treat them like they are. <laughs> hey, thank you again. All three of you for being yeah, on the thank show. You, thank you so much. Andrea, congratulations again. Yes. What a, yes. what a thrilling game this was. It's nice to be back. It's good to see quiz happening in real life. It's good to see the podcast is up and going. I love a big idea. It's super fun. And it's Aww. nice. Yeah. To, Thank you. you know, it's cathartic to like be able to go back in public and see people and, and live our lives again. Damn right. Damn right. We're, we're, we're reawakening. It's like a, hopefully this is a chrysalis moment where we're all just going to be butterflying out of, of quarantine. 
Listeners, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. It really helps us out. You can also check out the other shows on our network. We have our Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Roll for Blank. Uh, Our new season, Streets of Mage, which is vaguely uh, sort of based upon the concepts of the old fighting game, Streets of Rage, uh, just started up. Episode one just launched uh, a couple weeks ago, and probably episodes two and three are out when this airs. So dig in. Enjoy. It's funny. It's weird. There's a lot of fighting, and there's a lot of goofing off. Uh, We also have our Sex and the City podcast, Funky Spunk. Uh, Britt and Zimmy will be back discussing episodes of Sex and the City from back in the past, comparing them to how we talk about sex and feminism in 2021. And then we also have our Denver Nuggets podcast, the Hard Pick Mining Company, which will be on hiatus, obviously, until the Nuggets are back playing. But uh, you can learn a lot. And it's, it's just fun to listen to. You like hanging out with people. Maybe you're doing your laundry and you're lonely and you just want five men to talk about basketball in the background. This is a really good way to do that without having to answer a Craigslist ad and maybe get in trouble. Um, otherwise, I, I just I second everybody else's plugs. I think everyone should check out the Denver Trivia League. And uh, and please, yeah, let's all go to the Colorado Saki Company and, and do trivia on Monday and, and get drunk on delicious rice wine. And, uh, and let's have some brunch quiz. Let's start making life more European by acknowledging that you can you don't have to get stuff done just because it's daylight. Maybe sometimes when it's the day, you should be screwing around. And at night, you should be sleeping. And in between, uh, you should be provided for because it's the wealthiest country in the world. That's a neat idea. Um, We have all had a vague idea about famous chases this week. And that is a good thing because the devil is in the details. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Adios. The Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Rigolian, Shannon Page, and sometimes John Paros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons Public Domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Brokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com.